Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fabulous Thursdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Um, book, it's coming out. American Playbook. All 10 hours read by me. If you are not a reader, we're going to be going all over the country uh, uh, for this book. Going to be doing a lot of cool things um, from uh, New York City to... Uh, to Phoenix, to Salt Lake City, to Austin, to Houston, to Chicago, to Atlanta, to all over the place. Uh, Raleigh, one coast to the other. Um, I can't wait. I'm excited about it. Um, and uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy this book. Go buy it. Comes out August 8th. That is coming up on, what, three weeks, a little bit over three weeks from now. Cannot wait to get it in your hands. I think you guys are really going to love it. Go check it out. All right. So, uh, several different things going on right now, uh, but big news, Disney uh, brought Bob Iger back. They announced yesterday they're going to bring him back for two more years. I think his uh, contract now runs through the end of 2026, and Bob Iger said several things. One, first time that I've heard him say this, uh, he's acknowledged that everything that I've been saying about cord cutting for years is destroying Disney. Uh, and he now said ESPN needs a, quote, strategic partner. Uh, I've been saying for years that I would bet that ESPN is going to end up merged with a sports gambling company. That's my best bet. We'll see whether that comes to fruition. But I think Disney's going to spin it off. Uh, and Bob Iger also said that his political war with Ron DeSantis is not impacting the overall Disney brand. I think that's 100% wrong, and I'm going to tell you why. The Wall Street Journal came out uh, with a story, front page, saying that Disney's theme parks were setting a, had set a 10-year low in attendance on July 4th this year. Uh, 10-year low. And Bob Iger came out and said, well, they didn't take into account that it was really hot that day. And I can't believe that's his talking point. He said, attendance is not an issue. It just happened to be really hot that day in uh, at Disney World. I'm not an expert. I'm not a meteorologist. I am not an expert in weather. But I do know this. It has been hot on July 4th in, uh, in, in Orlando, Florida, every year that Disney has had a theme park in Orlando, Florida. I will go to the mat on this. I think Disney World is around 50 years old. One of you may be a meteorologist. If you can look up the data on what the temperature has been on July 4th in Orlando, Florida, I bet it's never been 45 degrees. I bet it's never been 55 degrees. I bet it's never been six. These are for a high. I bet it's never been 65 degrees for a high. I bet it has been hot every July 4th since Disney World opened in Orlando. 
Uh, now, maybe some days it hasn't gotten as hot because it was super rainy. Uh, that's certainly possible. And it was a huge rainstorm, and the high only got up to like 76 degrees or something. That might have happened over the last 50 years. Uh, it rained so hard, sun never came out, and it was just you know 76 degrees or something like that. Uh, I bet it has never been uh, not hot. And I bet, I bet that the July 4th that just passed, I bet it wasn't the hottest July 4th on record at Disney World. Again, just a guess. I'm not a meteorologist, not an expert. That's a lie, okay? What's happened is, while Bob Iger won't admit it, Disney's getting Bud Lighted. Uh, Disney's decision to go to war with Ron DeSantis and with at least half of the parents in America is a disaster, and it's happening at the absolute worst time because Disney's overall business is in severe trouble. And let me explain why that is. Disney has lost $11 billion so far in streaming. Let me repeat that. $11 billion with a B dollars. That means before Disney makes a dollar in profit off Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, Hulu, all of these companies, it has to first make $11 billion in profits. Okay? That's tough to do, all right? I'm just going to toss that out there. Making $11 billion in profit is hard to do. So before Disney can make a dollar, one single dollar on streaming, they have to make $11 billion in profit, not revenue, profit, to erase all of the money that they have lost so far. That's hard to do. And they have to do it while their existing cable and satellite business collapses, which is why Bob Iger for the first time came out and said, hey, you know, we're willing to sell ABC. We're willing to sell whatever other channels they have, Nat Geo, FX, uh, all these other cable and satellite channels, Disney Channel, that Disney has. They're basically putting it all on the block because here's the deal. Disney has $45 billion in debt. They are losing money hand over fist on streaming. And here's what has saved them. Movies and theme parks. Movies and theme parks have been profit centers that have allowed Disney to withstand the cord-cutting collapse and the streaming losses. Here's the problem. American parents are saying, screw you guys, we don't believe in left-wing woke Disney politics. And you say, okay, what evidence do you have of that, Clay? Well, I'll give you some. One, the lowest revenue Pixar movie of all time open just came out. It followed failure in several other consecutive uh, Disney movies. We say, oh, people aren't going to theaters, Clay. Well, well, actually, Super Mario Brothers is going to make a billion dollars before all is said and done in revenue. Super Mario Brothers. People are willing to go to the movie theaters, okay? What about Indiana Jones? Worst performing Indiana Jones of all time. You say, okay, well, Indiana Jones has got an older movie star. It's an older movie. Well, my response to that would be uh, the Mission Impossible Tom Cruise is about to set record highs. 
last year's Maverick with Tom Cruise, dwarf every other movie out there. Older actor, older franchise, Top Gun Maverick, by far the biggest success. Steven Spielberg said it saved cinemas. That's how much of a percentage gain Top Gun Maverick was. So Pixar, disaster. Indiana Jones, comparative disaster. July 4th, all-time last decade, record low attendance. Uh, The Disney Plus streaming uh, offering, losing subscribers. That is, the number of subscribers are declining. ESPN cable and satellite subscriptions collapsing. They're losing $11 billion in streaming. And oh, by the way, they have to cut a massive check to Comcast to buy the one-third of Hulu that they don't presently own. Already having $45 billion in debt. And oh, by the way, the woke-ass NBA is going to have their handout demanding that Disney double or triple what they pay for a declining audience product in the NBA. So, Bob Iger screwed because the evidence, oh, by the way, they also had to shut down the Star Wars hotel. Disney never shuts down hotels. Go to Disney World. Every hotel, I I used to camp out there at Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. When I was a kid, we would camp out and go to Disney World. They never shut down hotels. They shut down the Star Wars Hotel because it was too expensive and people weren't going. So, clearly, across the board, Disney is losing audience. Now, you can say, well, there's a lot of reasons. It's too expensive. Okay. Why were they raising prices at the amusement park? Because they were trying to subsidize all the losses that were existing everywhere else. So, I agree with you. I think they have been charging too much, but that was a function of the poor performance of business elsewhere. Now, they shut down Splash Mountain because they said the ride was racist. Bob Iger allowed the woke virus to uh, to infiltrate Disney, and now parents are bud lighting the Disney brand. It's not just me. Axios came out and said Disney is now one of the most polarizing brands in America. And the gain that they have gotten from Democrats from being woke is minimal. What they have lost from Republicans is substantial. Bob Iger announced his extension uh, as the Disney CEO. Stock barely moved. Bob Iger announces, hey, we're trying to sell as much as we possibly can, basically, of the company. Ain't a good sign. Uh, Disney up a minimal amount as we speak. It was down a little bit earlier in the day. No measurable reaction at all to Bob Iger sitting for a long-form conversation on CNBC this morning. They are in trouble. They are in trouble on all fronts suddenly. I'm telling you, they are Bud Light entertainment version, and it's going to get nasty, and the woke virus has infected this company, and it is going to be massively impactful going forward, and it's already been impactful. You know, nine years, the stock price has been basically the exact same. Nine years. Feuding with Ron DeSantis DeSantis was a disaster for Disney. Claiming that it isn't having an impact is a lie. Bob Iger is in trouble. He should have stayed retired. 
because the early decisions that he made, and he made some good ones, buying Star Wars, buying Marvel, uh, buying uh, the uh, Pixar, all of those are very good decisions. All the benefit is now gone because he has allowed this company to go fully woke. He should have stayed retired. Wall Street has no faith in him. They're going to have to really work hard to get their financial house in order. They're firing people left and right. Good luck going forward. Secret Service came out. Secret Service came out and they said, remember what happened? Let me take you back in time. They shut down the White House because they were afraid that a white powdery substance they found was anthrax. So they shut down the White House. They brought in the biohazard team. Turns out it was cocaine in a baggie, okay? Somebody brought cocaine into the White House. Now, I know a lot of you here, I just said this on the show. Let me take it outside of cocaine in the White House for a minute. If I told you, hey, I just found a dead body in the front yard of my house. So I'm not sure who did it yet. But a serial killer has been spending a lot of time in that house. Would your first thought be, I think it likely would, well, the primary suspect should definitely be the guy that we already know has killed a lot of people before because he's living in that house and now there's a dead body out in front. I think almost all of you, if you were murder, murder mystery savants, if you were a detective, your Columbo showing up, your Axel Foley showing up, and you're trying to figure out who got the de- how the person ended up dead in front of the house, you'd probably start your search with the serial killer. Just an idea, because you know he's already killed somebody before. Is there any kind of analogy here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hunter is a drug addict. The son of the president. He is in and out of the White House all the time. And let's just think about this, too. I've been to the White House. I'm fortunate. I've been to the Oval Office. Do you know how cocky you would have to be to bring cocaine to the White House? You would have to be that there are drug-sniffing dogs everywhere. You go through tons of metal detectors. You would have to be an imbecile, a drug addict imbecile, to bring cocaine to the White House. It is the most secure personal residence in the entire United States. I would get nervous if I were carrying cocaine around anywhere. By the way, I've never used cocaine. I'm a libertarian in many ways. I don't really care if you use cocaine, okay? My personal opinion. I would be nervous because of all the fentanyl in the United States now. I would be nervous to even touch cocaine because I'd be afraid that it might be laced with fentanyl and that I might die. Okay, I mean, that's the truth. I would be terrified to use it. But I'm not a moralist. I'm not sitting around saying, oh, this is, like, I can't believe there's cocaine. All right, just for the record. But the kind of person who would bring cocaine to the White House is so reckless and likely such an addict and also likely of the belief that they are above the law and there are no consequences for their behavior, a.k.a. Hunter Biden. I think the most likely source for the cocaine is 
the cocaine addict, the drug addict son who has borne no consequences for his addict behavior. I don't think it's even a difficult idea that it was Hunter Biden. Secret Services, they can't figure this out. Okay. Remember what I started this with. They said they were concerned it was anthrax. If the Secret Service is being honest, then what they are telling us, and I don't believe they are, but if they were, what they are telling us is even if this were anthrax, we would have no idea who brought it in. So this would mean that our White House is in danger of a terror attack that could have killed many people, and that could occur, and we would have no idea who brought the anthrax in. That's why this is super significant to me. Because what the Secret Service is saying is our security pro protocols are so flawed that someone could bring anthrax in, they could distribute it throughout the White House, they could kill many people, and at the end of that incident, the Secret Service would say, we got no idea who did it. If that is true, then we need to remake the entire security apparatus of the White House. I don't believe it's true, because I don't believe it's possible to bring in anthrax or cocaine and for the Secret Service not to be able to discover who it was. But if it is possible, that means that a terrorist, in the event that they got access to the White House, could have unleashed an anthrax attack, gotten away with it, killed many people, and we would have never been able to bring them to justice. That's what they are saying. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I put a poll yesterday. Put up a poll yesterday because I was I was interested in what the response would be. We're talking on Clay and Buck about RFK Jr. and the appeal that he has for many different voters of a variety of different political persuasions. And I said, I would much rather vote for RFK Jr. than Mitt Romney for president. Mitt Romney was president, Republican nominee in 2012. I also said same thing for Paul Ryan. He was the 2012 vice presidential nominee for Mitt Romney. I said I would rather vote for RFK Jr. than Mitt Romney. And then I put it up as a poll question. So would you rather vote for RFK Jr. or for Mitt Romney? I didn't know what the results were going to be. Let me go look. It should now be basically complete, all of the voting on that. Massive, all right? 67,000 voters at the present moment, 79% for RFK Jr., 21% for Mitt Romney. Holy cow. What does that represent? Why is that happening? It's because there's a desperate craving for honesty in this country. I think a desperate craving for honesty crosses party lines 
And I believe there is a desperate demand for people to just be honest. You may disagree with a political candidate. There are a lot of things that I disagree with RFK Jr. on. But I think he's right about the biggest issue that we faced over the last three years. I think he's right on COVID. And I think he's right on uh, the First Amendment censorship issues. And that is why I would be willing to vote for RFK Jr. against a lot of Republicans. And certainly virtually every Democrat. And it's also why... If Donald Trump is the Republican Party nominee, I'd be inclined, if I were Trump, to potentially put RFK Jr. on as my running mate to attempt a unity ticket. Now, I don't know if Trump would do it, but I would find it intriguing if he were the nominee. And I think it would be intriguing even if it was a younger nominee. We had DeSantis on the show this week. We've had Tim Scott on a lot. Had Nikki Haley on. We just had Vivek Ramaswamy. All of them are potentially VP candidates. But if they ended up president instead, I would tell them to uh, to consider RFK Jr. as a VP nominee. Um, I saw this. Uh, I saw this story, and I couldn't believe it was real. There is an argument right now on Twitter about whether or social media in general, I think it extends beyond Twitter, Instagram, wherever, about whether or not Margot Robbie, who is the new star of Barbie, she's playing Barbie in the movie that's coming out tomorrow, or maybe late tonight. She is playing Barbie, and there are people out there arguing that she is, quote, mid, i.e., she's just an average chick when it comes to attractiveness. I, I, I just... I don't understand who the guys are that make this argument. And then I also don't understand who their wives or girlfriends are. If you watch The Wolf of Wall Street, Margot Robbie is smoking hot in that movie. She is playing Barbie in the current movie. She is super hot, all right? I think I'm very fortunate. I think that I have got a super hot wife. I've been married for almost 20 years. I've been good fortune of having three kids, happy, healthy. I think that I have, especially if you combine, uh, my wife is a former Tennessee Titan cheerleader who also is a Vanderbilt Law graduate. I don't know how many former NFL cheerleaders who also graduate from top 20 law schools there are in America, right? Bragging on my wife here. I don't think there are very many, okay? I'll just toss it out there. I don't even know if there's any others. Probably there is, but there's not very many. So I would put my wife in, like, the upper quintile of hot and smart in America, right? Hot enough to be an NFL cheerleader, smart enough to graduate from a top 20 law school. She outperformed me on the LSATs, all right? She's really smart and really hot. So I think I have a really smart, really hot wife. And who are these people out there that think, oh, my girl is better than Marco Robbie? I'll tell you, there's a lot of dudes, fat losers, sitting around on anonymous Twitter accounts, haven't been out with a hot chick in their entire life, ripping the looks of girls left and right 
like crazy, and I just don't understand it. Like, what is your self-esteem so low that you feel compelled to attack someone who's far better looking than anybody you could remotely hope to date in your entire life? Like, who are these dudes? I don't think it's women. Right? I don't think there's a single woman in America who looks at Margot Robbie and says, oh, she's average uh, average hotness for a woman in America. I, I, I don't think there's a single woman. Maybe I'm wrong. And unless you are a billionaire who only dates Victoria's Secret models, and by the way, I mean old school Victoria's Secret models back when they were all smoking hot, before they started having fat chicks walk around in Victoria's Secret, all right, to be body positive. I'm talking about you only, like, Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Leonardo DiCaprio made the wolf on Wall Street. In terms of dating women, Leonardo DiCaprio is in the 99.99 percentile for only dating hot chicks, right? 99.99 percentiles. Never been married, only dates hot chicks, gets criticized, because he only dates hot chicks who are 25 years old, and he's now, like, close to 50 or whatever. Leonardo DiCaprio picked Margot Robbie, I bet, certainly he had sign-off on it, to be the hot chick in his movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, right? Leonardo DiCaprio, every woman in America who is an actress wants to be the hot chick in... Leonardo DiCaprio's movie. Leonardo DiCaprio, all of these chicks are like, hey, I should be the hot chick in Wolf of Wall Street. Leonardo DiCaprio picked Margot Robbie. And Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm going to bet, over the last 20 years, has had access to more hot chicks than any man in America. And I don't just mean access to hot chicks because he's rich and successful. I mean access to hot chicks because he's rich, successful, and also they all want to bang him because he's good-looking, right? Ever since he was Jack in Titanic, everybody who has watched that movie, every girl, at some point has wanted to bang Leonardo DiCaprio for the last 25 years, all right? So he's had access to the best-looking women in America, and he picked Margot Robbie. That should be the end of the story. I bet Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio does not sit around calling Margot Robbie mid. Anybody who makes that argument, you are a loser. You are too dumb to follow me. If you've made that argument and you follow me and you're on our YouTube channel, you should unsubscribe. You're too dumb to follow us, all right? You have no idea what is actually attracting this. Unless post your wife or girlfriend who makes Margot Robbie look like an embarrassment to women everywhere, not very many of those guys can actually do that. In fact, I bet none of them can. Uh, so anyway, that's my take on the, is Margot Robbie mid or not? Um, I want to be honest. Try to be honest with you guys every single day. And I got to come clean. Saturday and Sunday, last weekend, I was in Chicago for a wedding. Went out to breakfast with my father-in-law two straight days at the hotel restaurant. Not a big breakfast guy in general. I'm not one of those people who wakes up hungry. I'm not obsessed with what I have to eat first thing in the morning. Just not really a breakfast guy. 
sat down, looked at the breakfast menu. On Saturday, I did something that a lot of you are going to judge. I ordered avocado toast. Did, to be fair, order a side of bacon, but I did order avocado toast. And then I liked it so much, on Sunday, I ordered avocado toast again. I also met a couple of listeners in the Chicago at that restaurant. There may be photos at some point that could emerge of me with avocado toast on my plate. I wanted you to hear it from me first. I don't know where this leads. I may soon have to start wearing a mask. I might have to add pronouns to my bio. You might see me just drinking a Bud Light because I love Bud Light. I might soon be buying Target bikinis with the tuck part and just putting my dick all the way back between my butt cheeks and doing the Buffalo Bill. I don't know where this goes. I'm just trying to be honest to you guys. But I had avocado toast, and I liked it, and I would be willing to order it again. I had bacon as a side. I had bacon as a side. Also, I ordered a cranberry juice, and now I'm thinking, like, Am I a woman trying to fight a bladder, uh, bladder infection? I, I just don't, I don't know where this is going. I'm going to be on the road a lot with the new book. I understand if you don't think you can buy it anymore. I understand if right now you just clicked unsubscribe and you say, I can't watch Clay anymore. He's an avocado toast guy, but I liked it. I tried it, and I really liked it. Who knows where we go from here, but I wanted to be straightforward, honest, transparent with all of you. I didn't want you to see the pictures. I didn't want you to see the story. I wanted you to hear it straight from me first. Uh, Finally, um, CNN apologized on air for misgendering Dylan Mulvaney. They said that he was a he, and they said they should have said that he was a her. Uh, Here is the truth. When you say things, and are required to say things that you know are untrue, you should not do those things. There's difference between an opinion and a fact. If you told me that I had to say water freezes at 34 degrees in order to be in good standing in any particular group in America, I would refuse to do that because it is a reality that water freezes at 32 degrees. If you told me, hey, you have to say that water freezes at 36 degrees or you can't be in our group, I would say, okay, sayonara, guys, I'm out. You can't debate the temperature at which water freezes. We all know it. You can't debate gender. You're either a boy or a girl. You either have a penis or you have a vagina. That used to be a joke that we could all laugh at in the 90s in Kindergarten Cop. Do you remember that? Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's the lovable kindergarten teacher. Little kid says boys have penises, girls have vaginas, everybody laughs. Now, if somebody who has a penis tells you that they are a woman... In order to be a member of the Democrat Party in good standing, you have to accept it as the truth. I refuse. That's a lie. And even scarier, 
in order to be a television network. If you say that a man is a man as a part of a news report on CNN, you have to later apologize for saying that. You have to apologize for speaking the truth on CNN. That is what the Democrat Party now requires as it pertains to these crazy trans-related issues. And I would just say to all of you, no matter what your age, no matter what your background, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, gay, straight, boy or girl, gender is real. It is a factual reality. Requiring you to say something that you know to be untrue in order to be a member of a party is how totalitarianism happens. Because once they can get you to say things that you know 100% to be false, then you are capable and willing to say anything. And that, ultimately, I think, is the goal. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, my book, American Playbook, it's going to be a bestseller because of you guys. You can go pre-order it now. I appreciate all of you. I will see you tomorrow.